0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa,
1: only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats. Now, the pink caravan is in its 10th year, having performed over 64,000 free medical screenings, working with the support of 795 medical clinics and three hundred thousand plus volunteering hours since its inception in 2011 and the pink caravan is of course famous now as the biggest nationwide initiative dedicated to raising awareness for early detection of cancer providing both education and action in the form of free health screening checks for both men and women and it all happens under the support of the Friends of Cancer patients. And we are so pleased to welcome to the Lifebeat studio, Dr. Solsan al Madhi, Director General of the Friends of Cancer patients and Head of the Pink Caravan Ride Medical and Awareness Committee. Welcome. Hello. Hi. So good to have you. Thank you so much for taking time out from... Uh, your busy caravan ride uh, schedule, because you guys were here yesterday. Yeah. You're busy visiting everybody all across the Seven Emirates, Dr. Solson. Yeah. Uh So take us back. It's amazing that we are now celebrating 10 years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how did all of this start?
2: First of all, thank you for having me. And um, I really like always to start by thanking the media for always supporting the efforts for either for Friends of Cancer patients or for the pink caravan right, I think the media played a huge role in promoting the message and making people aware of what we're trying to do because at the end of the day, no matter how what's the effort that we're trying to put in um, we can't knock on each and every door and, and go inside but you, do, you guys do, the media does you know, um, either social media, uh, written media, radio um, so yeah, thank you very much for the support extended throughout the 20 years of the of the, um, uh, the age of Friends of Cancer Patient or the uh, 10 year of Pink Caravan now, Pingirvan started as a novel idea uh, back in 2000, actually nine. Um, By 2009, Friends of Cancer Patients celebrated its 10th anniversary, and back then we were, uh, the board of directors were thinking about just focusing on the early detectable cancers. And in the previous early years of Friends of Cancer Patients, we did a lot of awareness around breast cancer because it's actually very. Um, you know, it's the commonest cancer that we see um in the organization and it is the commonest cancer worldwide and the commonest cancer in the United Arab Emirates. So for us it was a straightforward um, you know, decision that we need to focus on that, but take it to the next level where y- we used to do just the c- the awareness side of things and uh, we provided the lectures, the literature for it, the brochures. We used to go and educate communities like especially schools and universities um, and even, you know, public community through shopping malls, etc. But then we said, okay, so what's next? Um, I used to do a lot of that personally, and I used to have lots of women coming to me and saying, well, okay, I'm aware now, thank you for giving me the right information, but where can I do my screening?" because that's the next level that you need to take it. So I think that this kind of um, accumulated experience that we gathered through the first 10 years of Friends of Cancer Patient Life made us aware that we need to take it to the next level. We need to provide the 360 solution to a woman as well. And we need to address the growing uh, misconceptions about cancer in general and breast cancer to be specific.
1: It's incredible how many there are. How (laughs) How many actual misconceptions conceptions there are still to this day Uh you know we we talk about breast cancer quite a bit on this show uh and and the way that um oncologists and and uh patients who come on the show uh, survivors who come on the show who say to me uh my family can't say the word or we can't even we can't talk about it my my dad couldn't talk about it i couldn't talk about it with with so-and-so you know like there is so much to that and Mm. I know that Pink Caravan is part of quite a bit of that
2: you know reducing that stigma and opening up the conversation because that's really where it all starts absolutely absolutely I always quote a incident that happened to me personally back in 2007 where we were still doing those awareness campaign and back then we used to call it Tawiyah which is in Arabic means awareness. So We used to, we had a Tawiyah 1, Tawiyah 2, Tawiyah 3 across the years. And I still remember being hosted by a TV station, not in Sharjah, I'm not going to say the name, and um, we were talking about this and the anchor, um, the TV presenter, during the intermission uh, got a note from the director, from the producer, and then she communicated to me and she said, well, I'm sorry, Dr. Sosan, but the producer is saying, can you please not say breast on TV? Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, but uh, you actually hosted me to talk about what the efforts we're doing uh, in breast cancer. So what should I do say?" So I actually ended up the other half of the interview saying chest because it was not culturally. Uh, acceptable to say breast on TV and on media, not to mention cancer as well, so uh, this is why I always start any interview and any interaction with the media by thanking them because it's only because of them uh, now in October you see lots of TV presenters wearing the pink, even even men, they will have the, you know, the ribbon there, um, and I think again, and you have lots of influencers as well, social media influencers lots of community leaders as well talking about the cause, so as you said, as you rightly said It's all about this, uh, you know, starting the conversation, but also starting the conversation with the right information as well, because that's quite crucial.
1: Oh, it's big. It is so big. That is the biggest thing because everybody's got misconceptions around it, uh, that um, the mammogram radiation is going to be harmful. Uh, You know, there's a million different things, you know, thinking that if uh, I've heard that. Uh, People think that if you get a biopsy done, that's going to spread the cancer. There's all all kinds of weird things, right? And so that's why it's so important. But I want to just come back in just a moment, Dr. Solsan. And I think it's really important to break down, as you said, this 360 solution, not just for women, but for men as well. Mm -hmm. Because Pink Caravan is not just about awareness. We love the horses. They came through. The caravan came through. Uh, And it was just such a welcoming, safe space. But when we come back in just a moment, I want you to take us through those stages. Uh, What happens when somebody comes to the pink caravan, when they get a checkup done, the process, talking to the doctors, all of that, we're going to be covering that and so much more. And of course, we're going to be updating everybody on where the pink caravan is going to be, so you can follow them yourself. Lots more to come here on Life Beats.
0: You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Pulse 95. Pulse
1: 95.
2: Live Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse95.
1: Dr. Al Almadi is here with us from Friends of Cancer Patients talking everything breast cancer because it is now time for the Pink Caravan. They are crossing the country. As we speak, we're going to be updating you on exactly where they are and when as well so that you can be part of it get out there get checked it's all about raising awareness for breast cancer but to dr Solsen, it's not just about the awareness there's so yeah. many different campaigns lots of people like you said do campaigns for awareness what is really special about pink caravan is that you can actually go and get checked up for free they make it mm-hmm. easy they bring the clinic to you They bring the equipment to you. You have actually no excuse. Exactly. (laughs) So talk to us about the process. What happens when people come to you?
2: So the um, whole idea of providing that 360 solution for women is that um, if you ask a woman why you don't want to get checked, there is lots of excuses that she will bring. Um, There is, uh, and I call those excuses the barriers to get uh, to take care of one's health. And the most common excuse is I don't have time. Yep. Um, so the time, uh, I don't know uh, what is the nearest uh, station or the nearest clinic I can go and get checked. Um, you know, all I can afford it. So these kind of barriers, the Pink Caravan have overcome them. So, geographical barriers, putting the actual, the whole clinic and the whole service, um, um, the whole service of the pink Caravan, which is the clinical examination, the mammography, the ultrasound, even the health education part, putting it on a van and making it mobile across the nation, that actually overcome the geographical barrier that um, might be an issue for some women or some communities. Then you have the part, which you rightly said, uh, providing the service for free. That is overcoming the financial barrier of some women. Unfortunately, and this is something we are trying to lobby as well, um, which is something that Friends of Cancer Patient do is lobby and advocate, uh, is with the health insurance is that it should be included in the health insurance coverage. Um, Unfortunately, uh, health insurance and the whole healthcare system thinks about when we are sick but they but it's not never when we are healthy um, it's much easier to get checked every year whatever the checkup is uh, but unfortunately any w- checkup uh, including simple tests um, and including a mammogram check for women is not included in most healthcare and most health insurance um, now Sharjah government uh, what pioneered this um, and oh, and again um, working in a charter government uh, entity uh, any health insurance that cover that has to have the screening package as well which I believe is a good uh, is a good uh, model for other uh, countries to take because if you go to any other health insurance company they will never have a, a screening package in that so mammogram screening, colon cancer screening, breast cancer screening through a mammogram, colon cancer screening through a colonoscopy, or prostate cancer screening for men. Is actually included in sh- in charter government bylaws. Wow! For any health insurance company who want to work, know I knew that. yeah, who want to work that. So um, th- this is great. I mean, that's part of the advocacy that we have created. But that's setting the example, yeah, absolutely. But we want more health insurance company to be aware of that because it's really much easy and much cost effective to treat people in their early stages, uh, especially in breast cancer, than later. Now, I think the We spoke about the geographical barriers. We spoke about the financial barriers that Pink Caravan overcome. Now, the third barrier that we are still working on very, very hardly. And as you said, awareness will always be a cornerstone is the emotional, the fear barrier that Mm -hmm. lots of women have. And I think the fear barrier, I mean, I was just talking uh, to a producer outside before the interview. And I said, we always fear, we are a human being. We always fear what we don't know. You know, take the example of a child who fears the dark. He always thinks there's, you know, monsters under the bed and stuff like that because he doesn't know what's under the bed. He doesn't know what's in the closet. And this is where Pink worked very hard into providing the right information, but at the same time, dispelling the myths, which is a lot out there. You know, lots of misconception about cancer in general and breast cancer to be specific. So, and the other thing that we did very well is that in our fifth year, we actually Uh, integrated the cancer survivors back. So all the cancer, breast cancer ladies who we discovered the first five years of breast cancer of the pink caravan, and now they became survivors because by definition you become a survivor after five year uh, because you finish all your treatment. We brought them back and they became an advocate. We brought them in the clinics, we brought them in the shopping malls. They become they became spokesperson on radio interviews and TV interviews and even on social media. So people are seeing a live uh, example of. what who actually were, just like the other women, very afraid, didn't want to know what's going on uh, in their bodies, and they suddenly discovered And to be honest, some of them, they actually said, it changed my life 180 degrees. I'm more empowered now because I overcome cancer. If I can overcome cancer, I can overcome anything. It's true. And that's the kind of mentality that's happening now uh, with the, our survivors that we discovered through uh pink caravan and it's quite interesting and i would love for maybe in the future you can host some of them and they can talk about their i would experience. love that so much
1: yeah. i would love that so much because that's how you can identify with someone someone who was so much like you in every other way but has been through that experience yeah. of getting checked out you know th- th- f- I, I was sharing with her excellency yesterday that it was through pink caravan that i got myself checked out that's why i got myself checked out i, I had calcifications it turned out. So I had to go through. So it's not just even getting the mammogram. It was then, and you know, you bring up the, the insurance and that drama, uh, because then I had to get a biopsy. The biopsy didn't pick up enough breast tissue. It was too much fatty tissue. I had to get a vacuum biopsy done, mm. and I had to find a doctor who who I was covered under to go and get that. So yep. it's like this whole big, long process mm-hmm before alhamdulillah you know you you find out that everything's okay in my case you know because that's stage zero or it could be nothing or it could be pre-cancer for those who are not familiar um so but now i have to go back every six months just to check on that and just to make sure it doesn't grow into anything it's not supposed to but it, I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad that I listened to what was going on, you know, with yeah. Pink Caravan. It just reminded me, it just put that in my head, Hollis. You have to go and do it. Yeah. You have to go and do it. Absolutely. And it's better to, like, the earlier you go, the,
2: the, the easier the entire process is. Absolutely. And that is really the point, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we are now in the 21st century. We are in 2020. Um, I always say it's a, a crime that women still die of breast cancer. It's a crime. Why should women die of breast cancer? If you have a disease that ha- you have a very well-known systematic screening program, it is available. Uh, uh, if you get treated, you get a cure rate of more than ninety-five. Actually, they say ninety-eight percent. Right. So why are women uh, are 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 being are dying from breast cancer? It does not make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. And I think I believe it's a crime. And um, uh, for me personally, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't do a crime to toward myself uh, because I would definitely go and get myself checked and and make sure that this health, which is a blessing from Allah, uh, i'm I'm uh, making sure that it is uh, uh, you know taken care of so that's it yeah I,
0: I think it goes I, I, I love the word crime in, in how yeah. you in how you use it uh, in a constructive manner. um and I think a lot of it goes back to what you just uh, i think uh, said very recently. Um, you you said, there was a part where you said, someone was saying, I don't want to know. So the the caravan is here. It's free of cost. It's right in front of you. You may have a friend who's also suffered, maybe even know in the family that it's happened. But here you are, it's right in front of you. Mm. But you're not going. And the words that come out when you ask is, when you really delve into it, the words, I don't want to know really resonates very strongly and it ties into the barrier doctor that you were mentioning about the emotional barrier, the fear barrier. We can cover all the sciences and give all the statistics, it's curable, it's a crime, it's right in front of your door, we've paid for it. But I think this is where the roles of the survivors that you mentioned, Doctor, I think is pivotal. Particularly when we're listening to a survivor and celebrating them, and they're members of our own community, uh, whether they're in a Marathi community, an Indian community, uh, whatever community it is, when they explain the feelings, because Salih, when you were going through all the procedures, I really wanted to ask you, what was your feeling going through all of them? What were you feeling in between them? What were you feeling the night before? What were you feeling after? There's so much to talk about there, that fear, emotion of of going beyond the I don't want to know. And I think that listening to the survivors uh, and listening to to, to your experience, Sally, and the emotions that you're going through, Mm. I think is pivotal.
1: Yeah. 100%, 100%. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We're going to be uh, coming back in just a moment uh, with Dr. Sozan and Madli as well. We we need to talk about you know some of the misconceptions again. Uh, <laughs> we've we've covered some of them before, but people need to know this. People need to understand and to uh, keep taking us through that process mm-hmm. because you know it goes well beyond actually. Uh, just the checkup with pink caravan so uh, there's a lot that happens beyond that so we'll be hearing from dr Solsant more about that and we'll be keeping you updated on where the caravan is at next that's next pulse 95
2: live beats with Sally Musa
1: only on pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats and with us uh, in the studio is Dr. Solsan Al and we are talking the pink caravan. It is touring the country as we speak and the journey starts in Sharjah
2: and they will be in Sharjah uh, every day I believe Dr. Solsan is that right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we have three types of clinics. Uh, we have the fixed clinic which is um, seven clinic and seven emirates. Mm-hmm. These clinics are operable throughout the rides. Uh, if you missed us um, on any day. You just go into your, you know, emirate and your designated clinic in that emirate and you get yourself checked. In Sharjah, we are always there every day uh, from 4 p.m. till 10 p.m. at Al-Majaz waterfront. Um, And across the UAE, every emirate has its designated uh, site. Uh, Now, we have uh, the second type of clinic we have is the van, the medical van. And that's the actual van that has everything on it. It has the whole thing. high-tech equipment, the mammogram, medical team, the ultrasound as well, which was there yesterday at the uh, Sharjah Media Authority uh, here on this premises. Um, and this van, uh, because it's mobile, we ke- like to keep it mobile across the UAE. So every day will be somewhere. Today still in Sharjah. It's at uh, Sharjah Islamic Bank right now at the main branch because um, SIB as, uh, of course, Charger Media uh, Authority, are one of the um, uh, sponsors and partners uh, for the pink caravan. Uh, so we would like to honor our partners by actually giving them the priority for the screening as well. Um, and, the van, and you can follow us across social media to see where the van and the other clinics are, are available. And the third type of the clinics is called, we call them the uh, medical teams. And the medical teams uh, you have across uh, each day, you have across around four to five medical team across the emirate uh, in sub- special uh, places. And again, looking at our schedule online or through social media, you know, you can see where we are. I would advise um, to focus on the fixed clinics because the fixed clinics are very accessible. We made them in places that's easy to reach, lots of parking as well. The timing is p- is, is um, uh, perfect, especially for working women because it's from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. In Sharjah, we are in Al-Majaz Waterfront. Dubai, you are in the w- uh, City Walk and also in f- uh, Festival City Mall etc etc will that be and Gate uh, Avenue at DIFC yeah.
1: tomorrow Dubai Boulevard uh,
2: on day 3
1: so we are into day 2 already uh, day 4 it will be Al Mamzar Beach uh, and City Walk as you mentioned Doctor uh, as well uh, and yeah, I think the easiest way is just to get onto the socials and just keep yeah, following yeah, yeah. where they are, where yeah. they're going to be. And it's just updated, isn't well, it? Well,
2: every year, actually, I, n- I know exactly where we are. But this year, we actually, and that's what we do, we all shoot ourselves in the leg. We raise the bar <laughs> so high. Uh, this is this year is the most double, it's the double clinic. We, we call it the double number in our uh, medical team and the double clinic. So we have more than 90 plus clinics across mm. the UAE and for the 20 days because we started 10 days early as a medical team uh, but we're going to finish with the ride on the 6th of March uh, and uh, we have the maximum number of uh, medical staff around 350 medical uh, staff volunteering from doctors nurses health um, um, health educators even this year we have medical students uh, who wanted to be on board third years, fourth year who want to come just to do admin job like registering the the women who come. So I think yeah this year is just double everything. But and double the target. It's ten thousand. We we wanna we wanna reach ten thousand screens and that's the main important message that I wanna give through this your respectable platform. Uh, 10 years 10,000 so uh, please help us help us reach the target yeah
1: amazing amazing Uh, we're excited for it and we're going to make sure that we get the word out for sure and if you're listening to this get all of your family involved Um, but so let's talk about this uh, Dr. Solson the screenings are
2: for those who are over the age of 40 is that correct? That is for the mammogram, right. so uh, for the mammogram screening, it's 40 years and above. But the, all the clinics, except women at any age group, uh, we actually encourage women um, 20 and above to start uh, coming to our clinics because we offer the clinical exam, which is basically a doctor examining um, the woman, um, there's no equipment involved and uh, this we can do any any age even if you're 18 16 years old and you want to go into that habit of getting yourself checked even at that early age and the doctor can also teach you how to do your own self-examination because then she will tell you you need to do you need to do that every month Um, and the clinical exam you need to see your doctor every year at any age but when you hit that 40 You need to start doing your first mammogram. And of course, based on your family history, your first result of that mammogram, then the advice will be given to you. Should you do it every two years, every one year um, or what other other uh, pathway of uh, follow up will that will be charted for you? Mm,
1: Exactly. And so uh, what's interesting to me is that these doctors who are doing uh, these uh, checkups, they're all kind of trained to talk to people and to to make sure that they uh, calm people down because y- you can have those who are very afraid of going in there and getting that checkup done and may have heard you know, different misconceptions and are thinking to themselves, oh, I'm really scared of this <laughs> or whatever it is. And you know, they can calm you know, the person down, talk to them um, you know, it's it's the way that they bring you in. They educate, yeah. they they talk about what's going on first. It's not just wham, bam, that's it. You're going in for a mammogram. I don't know why that rhymed, but it did. So, uh, But, you know, so it's the uslub, if you like, as yeah, we yeah, say yeah. in Arabic. It's the way that you do it, the bedside manner, if you like, the way uh, we would say it in English. And that is super important as well. It is not just about the technicalities of the process, is it?
2: That's true. And we make sure that all the... What we do is the process is we call for... Uh, We make a nationwide call through media that please, if you're a medical uh, specialty, please come on board. We need you. If you work in the healthcare sector, we gather the names. But before the van starts, we actually provide training for them because we want to standardize the level of care provided. And also very, as you rightly said, communication is very important. Especially that you're dealing with women and we all know that we are a very emotional being. And um, uh, even with men, I mean, we have clinics for men that's dedicated for men because one of the misconceptions is that uh, breast cancer only affects women, which is wrong. It can affect men, but to a lower degree. So definitely communication is very important. And to be honest, um, maybe that's what also uh, gave us the uh, niche in what we do is because we listen. Uh, There's a difference between hearing somebody and listening to somebody. Because hearing somebody, you know, it can go like la, la 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 Oh, I heard you, but what actually did I say? Um, and lots of the cues comes from body language. Is the woman, you know, scared? She's afraid. She doesn't want to do that because. And I think that's very important. And again, it's going back to the barriers that we talk about. I mean, we can do so much, but if we don't establish that human one-to-one con- con- communication, uh, that's not going to happen. We're not going to get that woman being self-checked or. St- by by a doctor or even do her mammogram yeah yeah it's a big one
0: i love how what the doctor was saying is all about connecting dealing with an illness but connecting to the humanity yeah i think there's healing in just that by itself
1: absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing we're going to come back uh, in just a moment to talk a bit more about the process and give you more updates uh, around the pink caravan keep it here on pulse 95
0: you're listening to Pulse 95. Live Beats with Sally Musa, only
2: on Pulse 95.
1: Now, of course, as we know, breast cancer does not just affect women, but it does affect men as well. Dr. El Mali is here with us. Uh, Dr. Solsen, it is quite interesting because uh, I was asking you uh, over the break whether, in fact, it's, is it the same for men uh, to get checked up? Do they have to go for checkups? for a mammogram or whatever it is after the age of 40 isn't mm-hmm. like women. So educate us, please.
2: Yeah, so um, breast cancer in men can be more sinister than women because uh, if you find a lump in a woman's breast, so out of eight, eight lumps will be benign. It will be just fatty tissue. It will be just... Um, you know any type of other benign tumors and maybe two would be suspicious where in men any lump in a man's breast would be suspicious because uh, there is no need for a lump to be there Mm. now uh, from a biology point of view men and women have breast tissue but women develop it more because, you know, of the hormones and because of the need, because uh, the breast tissue uh, will, will eventually create milk to feed the baby if the woman actually gets, of course, pregnant and have a m- child. Of course, women who have milk who are not pregnant, that's also another anomaly that she needs to be checked because that means she has a milk hormone, uh, increase in milk hormone. So any lump in a man's breast, that is definitely needs to be checked and uh, this is where we started uh, back in 2013 to focus on the myth and the misconceptions ar- around cancer and there are a lot. Um, the last time uh, we actually had a recent uh, press release that we just focused on that we didn't you know put anything we just focused on the 10th most common myth and the most common myth is that cancer is not curable which is wrong uh, breast cancer especially is very much curable if it uh, if you have the uh, dedicated uh, detected it early uh, cancer is contagious uh, like I can infect people if somebody can infect people with cancer that's totally wrong you can't get um, infected by cancer um, uh, cancer only breast cancer only affects men a uh, woman um, that's also wrong because we actually statistically know that it does affect men to a lesser degree so if you have a hundred case of breast cancer: 99 will be women and one will be men. And uh, you do you know what's interesting about mm. that? Um, we were having a, a, a discussion in the office around
1: whether it affects men as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some were trying to suggest that men who are fuller, let's just say, and have more in the in the chest area, they're the ones who are more likely to get it. Uh, And that's not true. That's not true. You can have male fitness models, and we've had one on the show, (laughs) who have actually experienced breast cancer. Yeah. So don't think that it's got to do with somebody who maybe has a fuller chest. As a man, nothing to yeah. do
2: with it at all, right? Yeah, not no. Um, uh, obese men uh, definitely obesity in general is not healthy. We right. all know that, and obesity, uh, fatty tissue, helps uh, convert more of the female hormone, uh, either in a woman or a man, and this is why in men is not very much, um, you know, um, desirable because then men will have more female hormone which is actually normal in again biology 101 a man and a woman will both have male and female hormones but it is well regulated so in women we will have more female hormones but we still have the male we still have the testosterone but a very very small very very minimal degree and uh, the same is for men but it's the other way around So uh, definitely we encourage healthy lifestyle. So with the healthy lifestyle, it's the exercise, um, not being obese, not being overweight, and also eating healthy. That's very important. And again, um, is if you think that that's the right information, uh, just go and, and ask somebody with an expertise. Because we just guess, you know, oh, maybe if you maybe because, he, you know, that as you said, uh, the man is more o- you know overweight or full or that way. That's why he got got breast cancer. Uh, again, that's not the right information. Um, so really, 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 um, I just encourage people to. Um, sometimes it's easy to go to Google, which is not providing the whole picture and not providing complete information. Um, but uh, just ask credible source. I think mm. that's very important. That is a big one. That, and your credible
1: source right now. At least until March the sixth <laughs> is the Pink Caravan. Yes. So find your Pink Caravan. Follow them uh, on Instagram. They're at the Pink Caravan at the Pink Caravan. So follow them there. Follow them on all the socials on Facebook, Instagram, wherever it is, Twitter. They're out there uh, and find them. They are going to be across the UAE free checkups for both men and women. Uh, get out there now. And I would just want to thank you so much, Dr. Sosan, for being with us and uh, for bringing this uh, again to our attention. And Mabruk
2: on 10 <laughs> incredible years. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. And thank you for allowing us this platform to communicate to the audience and the listeners. And really, we just want to reach the 10,000 screens. So please, please. Um, I'm appealing to everybody to help us reach that target. And thank you. Thank you very much.
1: I have no doubt that you will. That's it for us here on Life Beats. We're going to be back with you again on Sunday from 10 a.m. Have a great weekend. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.